And you're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your host, Sheree Darien. And today, Savannah, what's up? First of all, what's up, Savannah? I hope you're having a terrific Thursday. It's Sheree, and I'm bringing you another wonderful panel of guests. I brought you a panel on last week, and this is a continuation of that particular panel. A new book, Saving Lives, Fighting for Mine stories to empower women to win and today we have three more phenomenal women shout out to the women hey hi Hi. they're ready guys (laughs) we have lisa lisa miss lisa campbell yes lisa lamazi and charmaine west what's up ladies you're there with me yes Yes. hi Fabulous. They're here. They're waiting. I'm going to put them on pause for just a moment, Savannah, and remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. And without further ado, Savannah, Again, it's your girl, Cherie, with another episode of Courageous Conversations with Cherie. You know how we do it. Naked, unashamed, and unapologetic with our truth. We're owning it, and we're not asking permission, but we are paying it forward to you, for you to do the same. And without further ado, let me introduce these ladies. Let me roll out the red carpet, as I love I love to do week after week. So first up, Miss Charmaine West became a mother, check this, at the age of 15. She became a registered nurse and now has 21 years of nursing experience. She also has 20 years of experience as a cosmetologist, along with having owned and operated her own beauty business for 11 years. She currently works in a hospital where she attends to a variety of patients with different diagnoses, including psychiatric illnesses. Charmaine is passionate about improving the lives of people, their health, and improving self-esteem by encouraging and teaching clients on healthy approaches to caring for their mind, their body, and their soul. Charmaine has eight DAISY Awards for giving compassionate care. Thank you, girl. Thank you so much. (laughs) She was born in Harlem, New York, and is currently a co-author of the new book, Saving Lives While Fighting for Mine. Charmaine lives in South Carolina and plans to help people with improving their mental health, their self-esteem, through writing and giving motivational workshops online. High five, Miss South Carolinian. I didn't know that. What's <laughs> up, girl? <laughs> welcome. Thank and you. next up, you're welcome. We have Lisa Lamazi, who was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-mm-mm. Watch out, <laughs> ladies. She's the founder of Sexy After Divorce, a consulting firm 
that provides healing, completion, extreme self-love, and inspiration in getting men and women going through a divorce ready to find true love. Prior to her current position, she was a senior account executive and marketed for doctors for over 10 years. Lisa is a national bikini competitor and won fourth place in her very first bikini competition. You go, girl. She <laughs> earned several medals as a Spartan girl, and she also raised money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and completed a couple full 26.2-mile marathons and ran one of them in memory of her grandfather. Lisa empowered, coached hundreds of men and women in personal development courses in various areas of life. She is still participating in this endeavor. She did all of this as a volunteer. She is currently traveling the world looking to attract her future husband. (laughs) I love Lisa. (laughs) Working from her computer and will start to write her second book. Lisa can be found on Instagram and Facebook at Sexy After Divorce and at SexyAfterDivorce.com. Girl, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And last but not least, we have another Lisa. We got Miss Lisa Campbell. Lisa Campbell is a successful women's empowerment coach, as well as a trauma coach. She empowers women to be the best version of themselves, as well as helping women to take their power back after traumatic experiences. Her passion and love for helping others drove her to start a nonprofit organization and to volunteer as a patient advocate. Lisa's nonprofit, Tough Cookies, empowers and mentors young girls from the age of 8 to 18. In her role as a volunteer with the Safe Center in Nassau County, New York, Lisa served as an emergency room advocate for domestic violence and rape victims. Lisa has been able to rise above all the obstacles thrown at her and has been a successful entrepreneur for the past 18 years, running two successful companies and mentoring and supporting other entrepreneurs. She was raised in Freeport, New York, the youngest of six, and currently resides in downtown Brooklyn with her fiancé and their two dogs. <laughs> Lisa at TaylorMadeCoaching.com. Welcome, ladies. You guys are the bomb.com. <laughs> How does that feel, ladies, when you hear your own bio and a piece of your journey? Here I am stepping into your story this part of your journey after I'm sure you've written so many other books with your own lives, but how does it feel to hear someone read you to the world? Lisa Campbell, jump in. It feels like, is that me? Did I really do that? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm doing it over here. 
I love yeah, it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, is that me? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, that is me. <laughs> yeah. So, so guys, we have two Lisas on the line. That is Lisa Lamazi that's speaking to us now. Yeah, that is you, sweetheart. That is all <laughs> you, Miss Sexy After Divorce. That's Lisa <laughs> Lamazi, guys. Sexy After Divorce. Go ahead, Miss Miss Charmaine, jump in. It feels wonderful. I feel like people are really going to get to understand the purpose of my book. And it really touches me in such a strong way. And you did such a beautiful job. I I had to say, wow. (laughs) You know, when it's actually told by somebody else, it just sounds so different. (laughs) It it sounds so much more inspiring but um thank you for that oh it is my absolute pleasure this is my sandbox guys so ladies i should say welcome to my sandbox there is nothing else i like to do with my playtime than to hear other people's journeys and what it took for you to get here to this platform i know is awe inspiring and I designed this with just that in mind. How, I didn't want to grow alone. I wanted to grow alongside my sisters and my brothers who have done the work. You have done your work, and that's what I mean about being naked, unashamed, and unapologetic with our truth. Being vulnerable enough to be transparent enough to tell it, to own it, but also give someone else the strength that they need to tell theirs to. And I think that's what you're doing with this book. It says that in the name. Saving lives, fighting for mine, but you're going to tell the truth. And so we're going to jump into that. We have four sections of this book, as I'm told by Ayana, who was on our show last week, self-love, money, overcoming sexual trauma, and discrimination in the workplace. I think we're going to tackle two today, self-love and overcoming sexual trauma. And so I want you to begin by telling us, I'm going to start with Lisa Campbell, your, uh, the title of your chapter in this book and uh, a little bit about your story. Well, my, um, my title is It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And for many years, I struggled with, just like how you were saying, not being naked and not being vulnerable and not owning my truth and feeling like I always have to feel like I'm all right or put on a face. Because, you know, especially as women and Black women, it's like, okay, you got to just keep going, keep pushing through. And after a while, that catches up to you. You know, you can, you can only pre- pretend for so long. So that's what I'm really, like, going deep into how the sexual trauma piece, um, I was sexually abused at the age of six, and I just push past it and I buried it and I acted as if everything was okay and it wasn't because I was always told that you know only the strong survive and you just got to keep going and that's not true it takes courage and power to look at your stuff for what it is and deal with it and begin to heal from it so I, I love this book this book um helped me heal even more so in other ways so yeah that's awesome. What I hear you saying is that you cannot conquer what you do not confront. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. You said heal, heal it. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with it, I believe, to heal yeah. it. Yeah. You, you have to. You have to know that it's there. 
You know what I'm saying? You have to look at it. You got to be real with yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> in order to start to heal. Because if you're not real with yourself, it's like, what's the point? You know, you're not, yeah. it's all a facade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. And I think that's one of the ways that you can seriously empower others mm-hmm. is obviously by sharing your own story, but really talking to the woman in the mirror. Yeah. It starts with us and it starts it on the inside. There's a it lot does. with social media today. You oh. see a lot of great facades to understand yes. your words. Yes. Um, and they're snapshots. And you know, girls, if we don't get that angle just right, it's like, we're not posting that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told you guys it was going to be fun. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you. I don't want you to dive too much into your story, but I did want to give our audience a taste. So I'm going to come to um, Lisa Lamazi now and if you would tell us the title of your book and why you want to share your story. Okay. Um, the title of my book is Sexy After Divorce. And um, a little bit about my story is that it was, you know, divorce was one of the hardest things I ever had to um, do in my life. And I just had a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of, you know, I just didn't have any self-esteem at all. And so I just really want to pay it forward to others and really, you know, empower others to show them a way to how to overcome that and really have, you know, freedom around that. Excellent. Again, you guys just stop dropping bombs as soon as you open your mouth. I love it. <laughs> Which proves, you know, truth, truth is just what it is. You just put it out there. It takes care of itself. And I can hear the truth in each one of your stories so far already. You said divorce being one of the hardest things that you had to do in your life. But you also talked about the guilt, guilt excuse me, and the low self-esteem that was connected to that. And mm-hmm. your reasoning being not just to dump your story, quote unquote, on someone Mm -hmm. else and solicit pity, if you will, in case anyone was thinking that, of course, we're not, but how to overcome it. And that is one of my favorite words in the whole dictionary uh, or the entire English language is that we don't, (laughs) we allow life to touch us, but we don't get stuck in it. And so you felt that feeling. And Mm -hmm. as a person who is experiencing divorce too, I understand the grief associated with that. I'm yeah. not certain how long you have been married, but I obviously you had to be married to have a divorce pending or have gone through that. That in itself is a whole nother chapter, you know, so we yeah. can talk through that in just a little bit, but thank you for sharing that. We're going to shift thank over you. here to Miss Charmaine and she's going to tell us about her story. If I can get her unmuted. There you are, darling. Hi. So the name of my story is Seeking Validation from the Wrong Source. And the reason I came up with that was um, pretty much it had a lot to do with my childhood. I was raised by a single mom who was an illegal immigrant in this country back in um, 1959. And um, she had a lot of struggles and she left two other children behind. And it took many years before they could reunite. And it was the first time I got to meet my other two sisters. And as a result of my mom trying to make up for all those years of not seeing her children, she was not able to nourish me. She really didn't have much time. So I ended up pretty much raising myself. I mean, I would join churches at eight and no one would know. So 
basically, as I got older, I started seeking validation in order to prove that I was okay. And um, my book is about learning to seek validation from God and not the wrong source, because a lot of our young people, all people, men, women, children, if we are not taught right from wrong, and if we don't learn how to seek validation from God and learn who we are and are able to love themselves, we will continue to have depression and all sorts of things because the people we're seeking validation from are not able to give us the right validation. I see that a lot in the hospitals. So many people are suicidal, um, depressed, based on they don't feel that the validation, they don't feel accepted. And once they learn how to love themselves, they will learn how to validate themselves without getting validation from the wrong sources and learning to seek God first. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I I'm going to, I'll tell you, when I listen to these stories, I envision pictures in my head <laughs> of what that could really look like. And um, for me, some words that I wrote down was filling a void or trying to overcompensate. You were saying how mom tried to make up with the other siblings and feelings of rejection, which makes us go after validation from not the right sources. And then people pleasing as well. I can literally see all of that because that's who I was. I did all of those things. I know what it feels like to be rejected. I know what it feels like to not know your worth. I know what it feels like to have a lot of people around you, but still feel invisible, you know? So I can identify what I'm saying is with your story, whether that's exactly what you meant or not. I want you to realize, ladies, when you're sharing your stories, people are trying to insert themselves into your story and make that connection, even if it's on an emotional level, especially there's a responsibility to sharing your stories, particularly if it's very traumatic that we're creating. It may be causing other people to relive their own traumatic experience through yours. And I think many times as writers, we don't think about the impact of that because we are just looking at it from our point of view. But when you're sharing your story, Lisa Lamazi with the sexy after divorce, the hearing the word divorce immediately brings me back to my own experience with divorce. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I yeah. hear you and I hear you uh, talking about it being sexy and whatever, but depending on where that reader is at the time of receiving your story puts them at that place in their own life. And so yeah. as authors, I'm an author as well. I've been a part of an anthology. In fact, that's how I got my footing as an author is an anthology as well. And with that is such a, a great amount of responsibility that's there. But our intention clearly is to help others. And so that's what we're here to do. That is our responsibility. So we will not allow anyone to go to our rock bottom place and let them stay there. We're going to mm -hmm. get them out. We got our hand right there with them and said, look, we were there. We understand, but we are out of that thing. And so we're going to leave on a really terrific high note today. But I do mm -hmm. want you, each one of you, to tell a portion about your own transformation. And that's what that whole setup was about. We have been there. We have done that. But let's talk about your own transformation. How did you get out of it? And anybody can jump in. 
Well, for me, uh, I would, I'll jump in first. Um, my transformation uh, came about, uh, like I said, I was pretty much raised, I felt like I raised myself. Um, my sisters had a dad that I thought was my dad. And when he passed away, uh, my mom and my sister got on a plane to go to the funeral, but I was not invited. And I never knew why. I thought it was because I wasn't old enough. And later I found out that he was not my father. And then I understood why I wasn't getting any calls from him. I wasn't getting money from him or cards. And then, um, so that led me to feel unimportant. Um, My transformation began when I... uh, got into a a relationship at a very young age, started dating. And then I still felt hopeless. I still felt like life was not important. And so I had this magical thinking thought that adolescents sometimes do. And I thought to have a child. Once I had the child, life became worth living. And that's when my transformation began um, I began to live. I began to have purpose. I began to succeed. And that's how my transformation began. Wow. And you were 15. Yes. That's an amazing perspective that you have on that. That was a powerful time in, in your own life. I mean, that was growing up, like almost seemingly overnight. So there's a lot going on for a 15-year-old. But to become a mom as well, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. So it speaks a lot about you. If we really look at how I rolled out the red carpet for you and how you were able to persevere. So I'm going to come back to you in a moment, Miss Charmaine. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing your work. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Campbell. So my transformation started when I um, saw my first abuser and <clears throat> confronted him and which was ended up being a trigger for me and I ended up driving myself to um, South Oaks Hospital which is a mental institution because something in me was just not right something shifted something clicked and um, they told me that I was suffering from PTSD and seeing him triggered that And from that moment on, they gave me a card to a therapist that did um, DBT therapy. And from that point on is when I started to take my power back because therapy wasn't really an option in my family. They didn't believe in that. So putting that work in, going to therapy, opening up different wounds, looking at things, seeing where, you know, hurt came from and who hurt me and how I was feeling abandoned and noticing all of that and, and sitting with that and dealing with it. And that's how I started to, to take my power back and come up out of that, that dark space that I was in. That's, that's when my that. transformation started. That's good. It sounds like what you're saying to us is that you did the work. Um, you said you received a referral, if you will, for DBT therapy, if I captured that correctly. Yeah. And that allowed you to take your power back. There's a scripture that comes to mind as you were speaking is wisdom mm-hmm. is the principal thing. Mm-hmm. And in all that getting, get understanding. Mm-hmm. So you needed to understand 
why you had the trigger, what was going on. But more importantly, you recognized that something was off with you. Yeah, because I, I suffer from low self-esteem, you know, low self-worth, depression, all of these things that are not talked about, you know, in, I'm just going to say black family, the my family. Oh, you all right. Just, you good. You know, you don't speak about the things that hurt you, the pain and not feeling good enough all the time, feeling rejected. You, you don't know why you feel like that. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to do the work and start to pour back into myself because I never felt, I never felt that self-love or even knew what that meant, especially after being, you know, um, abused at six years old. I felt like all I was here for was to be used. So in order to, to do the work and to do the healing and to see what things really were and how they really had impacted me. Yeah, it was, it was tough, but it was, it was the best decision I made for myself. It was liberating, right? Sounds like it was free. It was, it was, it was. I bet many people can identify with that ostrich approach. That mm-hmm. stick your head in the sand, sweep mm-hmm. it under the rug. You right. said bury it, bury it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just push past it. You said before burying yeah. it, but it does take courage to actually deal with it, and that's what we're talking about today: having that yeah. courage to actually heal, right? To actually heal. Yeah, Lisa Lamazi. Yeah. <laughs> These two Lisas are like, I'm sure my audience is like, what? I thought that was Lisa. Yeah, this is our other Lisa. <laughs> Talk to us about your own transformation. Okay, so my transformation, I, I knew that I was an emotional eater. So instead of, you know, I knew that if I just stayed in bed and ate bonbons every day that I was going to... You mean it wasn't literally? Gonna yeah. You mean literally? literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I, I would gain a bunch of weight and I would just even be more miserable. So... I looked up a bikini competition and registered myself in a bikini competition um, that was in 90 days. And so I knew that that would pull me forward to eat healthy, work out and take care of myself um, physically. And it also mentally and emotionally helped me with my self-esteem and just, you know, working on myself. And so um, doing that, that was my first step. And then my next step is I indulged myself in a bunch of personal development workshops because I wanted to, you know, like unpeel my own onion to see, um, you know, like what I was dealing with and and how to get through it. And so what I learned from that is I learned how to take responsibility for why my marriage didn't work. Um, That was big, huge transformation for me. And so when I was able to take a look at that and realize like, Hey, instead of blaming him, um, I was able to take a look at and see where I could be responsible. And that really gave me a lot of peace of mind and was able, that was another step that helped me move forward um, seeing that and being able to forgive myself and um, and call my ex-husband and, you know, share that with him and um, get complete with that. So that really helped me a lot. Why was it important for you to get complete with that with him? Because, you know, he was an alcoholic um, and I just wanted to blame him all the time, you know, that it was his fault for everything. Right. And, um, and, and it just, I had so much guilt and shame and at the same time blaming him. Um, it just didn't feel good. And, it was really important for me to get complete with him because I truly do love his soul. He's just an amazing person and um, has the most beautiful soul ever. And, and I, I just, 
you know, I wanted to get complete with him so we could create a friendship. And, and by me doing all the workshops, um, I was able to do that. And, and still to this day, people are like, what? You're friends with your ex-husband? Like, how is that possible? But that was really important for me to, you know, just be able to work on myself so much that I was able to um, get complete with him and create a friendship. So you're talking about one of the things I absolutely love is personal development. And mm-hmm. I, I want you to speak to those who may be on the fence because they know they have to go deep and do the internal work. Why yeah. are you such a proponent of um, personal development? Because us as human beings, we all have barriers and blind spots that stop us from living the life that we love, right? So what personal development does is it helps you realize, um, like, we all have things that happened to us in childhood or things that people said to us in childhood. And um, we hold on to those things, right, for the rest of our lives. And and so what personal development does is it helps you see um, those things that happen. Um, and you get to realize, like, hey, like, that that's just what happened. That's not who I am today. And that's not going to stop me from living a life I love. And so you're able to just work around that and have freedom to know, like, that happened and that's what happened. And you don't have to make it mean something about yourself, you know, and you just really have a lot of peace of mind around that. That's really good. Uh, two things mm-hmm. comes to my mind as I'm listening to you is uh, I love Lisa, another Lisa, Lisa Nichols. <laughs> and she says, hashtag Yana, you are not alone. I think many times people remain stuck because they feel like they're the only one in the world that ever went through Uh, whatever it is that they went through. Clearly they're Mm -hmm. not, but when you're in that dark place, many times you Mm -hmm. feel like you're the only one that, but I want to send that vibration out right now that you are not alone to our audience as they're listening. And the stories doesn't have to be identical to be just as traumatic. So please understand that. And then the second thing um, that was coming to my mind, you were talking I just lost it. I have no idea what it was. <laughs> Personal development and <laughs> yes, I have no idea. Perhaps it'll come back, but we're not going to waste any time. We're going to keep it moving. Okay. Did, did, I, did I get everyone on that response? I'm not sure if I did. Did we get Miss Charmaine? We did. Okay, cool beans. So we're going to keep it moving. Okay, we are moving straight through this first half of this episode. I want to jump in here with a two-part question. Uh, which is, who do you want your story to help? And then I want you to speak directly to that person as if they're listening right now. I could jump in, you know, for those that are going through a divorce or maybe already divorced and you're feeling, you know, resigned and feel guilty and shameful. And you might feel like those who are your close friends um, are all of a sudden like very judgmental and Um, and not on your side and you just feel like you just want to crawl in a hole and you don't want to come out I want to share with you that there is a possibility to be able to fulfill upon your dreams very good and I got my quote back it was an actual Oprah Winfrey quote (laughs) and it was your life is bigger than any one moment and I think that's an excellent segue to your comments to your audience as well although you may be going through divorce at this present time this too shall pass you have Mm -hmm. life outside of this there is more life if you are waking up every morning that is the confirmation that you have breath in your body, that you are still Amen. here for a purpose. Get yeah. up, baby, and do something with that. Who else wants to jump in? I'll jump in. I want to talk to everybody, adolescents, men, women, and children. I want people to realize that they don't need 
validation from people. For instance, if you're in a relationship, you break up and you spend so much time trying to prove to that person that you're worthy. Those things are not healthy. I believe that seeking validation through having children when you're not ready is not healthy. I think I'm speaking to everyone who is nervous when they're around a certain group of people because they're feeling like they don't meet up to par and they're seeking some sort of validation. Know who you are, be kind to yourself, and also adolescents who feel that, you know, that boy doesn't like me. I have to do A, B, C, and D to get the boy to like me. If I'm in a, a marriage that's not going anywhere, I have to do A, B, C, or D. And you end up living someone else's life opposed to living what's your life and you're going through your journey and going through what God has a plan for you if that makes any sense. So pretty much I'm trying to touch everybody. Men have validation issues as well, but seeking the right validation will set you free and you will learn to seek the proper validation rather than listening to people that don't have your good intentions. And I don't know if that answers the question. It does. That is your response. You're gonna, gonna, we're going to hold you accountable and let you make you own that. That was your response. I believe that came from your heart. What I heard you say is know who you are. Be kind to yourself. But I would ask you a question, Ms. Charmaine. Can you help us understand how important is it to know what you want? It's very important to know what you want. But in order to know what you want, you have to understand who you are. Once you understand who you are, then you'll know what you want. See, you just answered just beautifully, <laughs> just effortlessly. That's right. That's ultimately what, what my question was. How do we even know what we want? And you answered it without me even framing the question that way. So first of all, before you can know, you need to know yourself. And then I would insert to thy own self be true. Again, mm -hmm. to thy own self be true. Yeah. Listen, we have already blown through the first half hour of this episode. We're going to take a quick break, Savannah, and we'll be right back with you. The fate of the nation is at stake on November 3rd, 2020. It is your right and duty to vote on or before that day. If you are not registered, registration to vote on November 3rd is available in Georgia until October 5th. Registration and voting are simple procedures, and yet they are too of the most important acts that you can take to preserve our democracy. More information can be found at www.vote.org. How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers remember your message as well. We are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at wruu.org. 
And we're back. You're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your girl, Sheree Darien. And we were just talking about this new book, Saving Lives, Fighting for Mine, Stories to Empower Women to Win. I would think, ladies, that we're not just helping women today. We're helping the whole caboodle. Yes. Women and children, the whole family, the entire community. And so I want to jump into Lisa Campbell. Uh, we left off with comments from both Ms. Charmaine and Lisa Lamazi, but Lisa Campbell, I want to jump to you and ask you, who do you want your story to help? And before you close your comments, I want you to speak directly to the heart of that potential person. Okay. Well, I want my story to help women that are quote unquote strong, independent, that's always taking care of everyone else but themselves that has suffered through any type of trauma to know that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to feel what you need to feel. It's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay not to give of yourself without pouring back into yourself. I want, I want that person to know that it's okay. You will be fine. You will push through it, but you have to take care of you first. You come first. You can't help others heal if you're on empty. So that's who I want my story to touch. So now speak to them. Speak to them as if they're looking right at you right now and they need everything that you just shared. What would you say to them? This, I'm going to need you to slow it down. Okay, I need you to look at what's going on in your life. What are you running from? What are you not dealing with? What are you not looking at? It's time to look at these things, put yourself first, and begin to heal from them. It's okay. You don't have to be everything to everyone all the time. Yeah, I felt that. That just... (laughs) That that just sends chills down my spine. That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lisa Lamazi, did you want to say something directly to your audience? Yes. So if there's something that you always wanted to do in life and you just never, never had the courage to take it on, I say, do it. (laughs) This is your opportunity to take it on. You know, if bikini competition is not your thing, then take on a marathon or take on, you know, something that you always wanted to do. If you wanted to write a book or go somewhere or do something like I say, go and take it on. This is your opportunity. That's phenomenal. Excellent. Thank you for that, Ms. Charmaine. I'm coming to you, and I'd like to ask you, why do you think it's important for people to get their hands on this book? I think it's very important because, number one, so many people take on so many responsibilities that they don't need to take on just because they don't realize they're seeking validation. I try to tell my patients, work on you. Be kind to yourself, build yourself up. Once you get to a certain point, then you can now bring people into your world. But if you're not happy in your world, you can't expect other people to be happy in it at all. Spend some more time building your life. Use a picture board, if you will. Do anything, but stop bringing so many people into your life to help you along the way. Help yourself. You can do it on your own. So many people are living with people because they can't pay the rent. 
learn to pay your own rent, be independent, and then you'll know that'll bring you closer to who you are. Don't depend on other people to design who you are. I, I don't know if that answers the question. I want you to stop second guessing yourself. <laughs> I'm taking some fabulous notes just as you're sharing. I heard what you said. Here's what I heard. Here's how it resonated with me, Miss Charmaine. You said work on you. My first question, though, and I want you to help us because we're here to serve, is does working on us ever stop? Is it supposed to stop? No, you're always working to improve yourself. But the basic things, for instance, the majority of the patients that I see that are suffering from depression, low self-esteem, suicidal, things of that nature, believe it or not, a lot of people have these thoughts, but they're high-functioning. They will never go through it. They don't need therapy, but they're still depressed. They still have thoughts of suicide. Do they need to be hospitalized? No. Half of the problem is they haven't spent enough time with the basic things. They're jumping all around, reaching for things that they don't need to reach for. If you learn who you are, then you can take things one by one. I tell a lot of my patients who feel this is it, their life isn't going to get any better. I say, listen, you need to go to school and not worry about how long it's going to take. Let's just say it's going to take you 10 years. It's better that you work on something that's going to take you 10 years than for 10 years to come and you have nothing to show for it. Right. Stop looking at the time. Just do what you need to do for you. And believe it, 10 years will come and go. But you do not want 10 years to go by and you sit back and say, oh, by now I would have been here or there. So you're always working to improve yourself. But you will know when you've gotten to the point now when you can start introducing other people into your life, and that will help you and help others. But by just loading yourself with unnecessary tasks and uh, getting approval from some drug dealer or whoever, you're just wasting your time. When we are born, we're not born with a set of a book manual saying A, B, C, or D. That's one of the problems. So a lot of people have problems with just setting themselves up for success. They don't know how. Their parents don't know how. The schools don't know how. So it's, it's about learning how to do that as well. Yeah, thank you for that. I think this space that we're in, COVID-19, in the midst of a pandemic, has certainly set us all up. It wasn't just, you know, you on the east side or you on the west side. It was the entire world. It was set up to quarantine, uh, to your point of, you know, getting to know yourself. I was sharing on our break that my word for last year was rest. And really simply put, that was a moment, an opportunity for me to get still. But I'll tell you guys, one of my favorite things to do, I enjoy my own company. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I think that may be the place where people are struggling, yes. like this COVID space, is having to be still mm -hmm. and to be with oneself. Right. Just to be with you, to close out the noise, because again, social media, there's a lot of voices in the world today, but yes. how much time do you 
spend with you because the only way to really learn yourself is to get with yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we're in our, our individual bodies and there's a conversation. I don't know for you guys, but it's certainly a conversation going on in this brain of minds all day, every day. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> me yeah. too. Sometimes it keep me up at night. Like, like, yeah. keep me. <laughs> but I like that alone time because you get to hear yourself. Yeah. And it's yeah. very important. Even if it's only 15, 10 minutes a day, just mm-hmm. that stillness, it'll create balance in your life. And recognize those patterns because that's the only way to change them. You can't fix what you don't know, you know, so take a moment and understand. And then my last guest was very inquisitive in her nature. You know, she created a magical life, if you will, just by thoughts. And, you know, children are that way. They're Mm -hmm. very curious. They're very inquisitive. I think the older we get, we just take things as status quo. Like this is how Mm -hmm. it has to be. No. If something is not sitting right, even within yourself, ask yourself of that. Take a moment Mm -hmm. and unpack and examine those things. So yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Who want to jump in? Which one of our Lisa's want to answer? Why do you think people need to get their hands on this book? Um, I could jump in. So if you don't get the book, then your divorce is going to go the way your divorce is going to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you do get the book, then just know that there's unlimited possibilities in possibly creating a friendship with your ex and also fulfilling on your most wildest dreams. Whoa. You said two things that I think heavy, 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 heavy. Your wildest dreams and also creating a relationship with your ex. Somebody might be thinking, well, I don't want to create a relationship with my ex. (laughs) But the whole wildest dreams thing? Oh, yeah. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, if I could add something to that. um, If you're thinking that you don't want to create a relationship with your ex, just know that you're not going to be able to move forward into if you ever want to find true love again, just know that, you know, completing with your ex is the most powerful thing that you could do because then that gives you the freedom to be able to move forward and get into another relationship. However, if you don't complete with your ex, just know that you're going to have more of the same possibly in your next relationship. You're you're going to carry what it is that you're holding on to with your ex. You're going to bring it into your new relationship and it's just going to be more of the same. Yeah, I hear I hear baggage in that. If you haven't yeah. released it or dealt with it, then you mm-hmm. are going to attract more of the same. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. do the work, forgive and release. Bless mm-hmm. yes. and bless and bless yes. and bless and bless. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Lisa Campbell. What do you say? So why you should get this book is because there's ten different stories. And everybody's story is so different. And I feel that there's a story in there for everybody that will empower them, that will lift them up, that will open their mind to certain things. So um, I think this book is really great, no matter what age, what race, you know, uh, financial racket, it's it's about women winning and empowering other women. And that's what, that's what we want. We want to build together, stick together, bring each other up. And I'm so excited about this project. I, I really am. It makes me, um, it makes me happy. 
So you have to be part of it. So, yeah. I want to come back to that whole happy thing. I think Miss uh, Charmaine mentioned happy earlier. But what I hear you saying, why they should get their hands on or hear these stories and read these stories is that's an opportunity for them. This is like free therapy. Find yourself, free yourself, and become the next mm-hmm. best version of yourself. That's a exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Set yourself free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set yourself yeah. free. Yeah. 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 I love Fabulous. It. I love it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know something as we, we transition. Time is actually moving so quickly here. But, you know, it's one thing to be a co-author. It's another thing if you're the visionaire. And mm-hmm. Ayana is the individual that brought us all together today. It's one thing to have an idea about something amazing. Obviously, this is where it began with her. But it's another thing to have the courage to actually act on it and put it out there and then hoping that, okay, someone takes me serious and, and say yes, and they join to be a part of this. So I want to know from each one of you, from your own perspective, is how did she, Ayana Gallo, the compiler of this book, inspire you to become a part of it? And why did you say yes? I'll go first. Lisa Campbell responded. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I've known Ayana for a very long time. We went to school together and I've been seeing what she's been doing with these books. And I, I think I um, texted her and told her I'm very proud of her. And I was just like, wow, she's really doing this thing. And when we spoke, she was just like, you need to be a part of this next book. And I'm like, I want to be a part of this next book. Of course I do. I want to write a book. That's one of my biggest dreams. Yes, sign me up. I don't know how it's going to happen, but yes. What I love about her is that she has this gift of hearing you and reading between the lines and pulling everything out. Like, okay, you said this, but no, this is what really needs to be said. And she's there with you the whole step of the way. She's she's giving you, you know, love and encouragement and to tell your story can be really scary if you've never told it before or you're going into a vulnerable place and you're putting that out there and she makes it easy to do it. And she, she pushes you gently and inspires you along the way. She has a gift that's really great. That is so beautiful. And thanks so much for sharing that. I say that on her behalf because it's so important as a woman to hear another woman speak into your life. Mm. to honor you and appreciate you and Mm -hmm. to value you and to recognize you. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure she feels seen and heard and valued just based off your comments. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Charmaine. Yes. I would have to say Ayana has helped me tremendously after reading her story Mm. and being so courageous. I gave me the strength to talk about my personal issues. I I don't believe any of my friends know that I had a child at 15. My husband knows, but I've never really discussed it with anyone. So that she gave me the power to um, come out and talk about it. And also she is such a motivator and uh, motivation is important whenever you're doing any type of project, uh, getting good motivation. The other thing is I have been writing a book for uh, over three years now, and she said it was taking too long. Didn't need to take that long. <laughs> I'm saying, really? I thought it took years. 
<laughs> so she actually showed me and taught me how to write the book properly. Right. right. So much value <laughs> that you receive. But personally, I'm a lover of quotes. People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Mm. That's right. That's, that's what I hear you saying. And you obviously identified with that in Ayana, and yes. it resonated with your story. She also pulled out of you. She read between the lines to Lisa Campbell's points earlier of yeah. what you were trying to get across as well. I want to share very transparently with you, as I stated earlier, one of Lisa Nichols' hashtags, Yana, you are not alone. You had mm -hmm. your baby at 15. By age 20, not only did I have a baby, I had four babies. Mm -hmm. And I was okay. married. And I was married. My senior year of high school, I had a toddler at 16. I became pregnant with identical twins. And when I crossed the state to get my high school diploma, I was pregnant with twins. Wow. So I had three babies by the time wow. I graduated high school. Wow. Yes. And wow. I to have a career in banking and am now uh, launching a CDFI bank, a community mm. development financial institution that provides access to capital to minorities. You go ahead now. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Oh, wow. This is my sandbox. I just play in this space because oh I love God. honoring other people's stories. So nice. I, I want you to feel empowered in sharing your story. And when you tell it again, you tell it. And you own it and you be proud of that. As I am proud. My my son, that first child at 16, is a captain in the United States Air Force. Wow. In Tampa. My identical twin, Yeah, I am very proud. My <laughs> identical twin daughters have both graduated college, uh, have college degrees, and they're both expecting a daughter each. Um, wow. one, one on their birthday, the other ones do just before Thanksgiving. And then oh. my youngest daughter, who hated school, I, I always say no two are the same. She was dyslexic in school, but she gave us our first granddaughter, London, who I am so proud of as well. So I have two grandchildren, two on the way before the end of the year. And um, they are all my joy. And her yeah. name is Destiny. I said, that was it, God. <laughs> that was my <laughs> destiny. That was it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank yeah, you. thank Absolutely. Yeah. So, Miss Lisa Lamazi, go ahead and yeah. jump in, sweetheart. Okay. Um, so, Ayana has been just such an inspiration to me. Um, she's so powerful and so courageous. And, you know, this is my first time writing and she makes it so easy. And she's always there to encourage me when I doubt myself or, you know, she's always there to give me the most inspiration and, and reminding me, she's like, you're such a good writer. You got this girl. And I'm just like so appreciative <laughs> of her to remind me of that and yeah. help me just keep pushing forward and just not get in my own head about it. Right. And she's just, she's just really inspiring and just has the biggest heart. So I just adore mm -hmm. her and I'm so grateful yeah. for her. So you know, that is so beautiful. There is over 8 billion people on the face of the earth. There's enough room for all of us to be mm -hmm. great is my yeah. point. There mm -hmm. really is enough room for all of us to be great. So I just want to yes. honor each one of you respectfully. Don't ever buy into the unhealthy comparison narrative don't do that that's a waste mm -hmm. of time it, it really is i was sharing earlier about taking yourself too seriously that's something that i've personally overcome 
and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working on it. I will tell you, there is times because I'm so ambitious and driven that, listen, I just want things this way, period. Right, right. You know what I mean? Th right. That is it. Like, it's done in excellence, so we're not doing it at all. That is my personality. <laughs> yes. yes. But yeah. I have to equally remind myself, Ms. Charmaine, to your point, I had my own book in my belly for 13 years. <laughs> wow. And when I finally got an editor, the hardest thing for me to do was to let it go. It's like having a baby, you know, like I was in labor. And she <laughs> said, she was the one that gave me that last push and said, Cherie, you know, even if it's some mistakes in there from a grammar perspective or whatever, let it go. There's someone out here that needs your story. Write the book, let it go. And, and when she gave me that last boost of encouragement and motivation to your point, Lisa Lamazi, I said, done, let it go. We're publishing. And we did. Yeah. Wow. You guys inspire me. You do. It's <laughs> a selfish way of, keep hope, of continuing to host this show because I get my cup refilled just from your story. So salute to each one of you. Salute. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I want to wrap it up. We have less than five minutes to go. And uh, I want to hear why you think it's so important that other people, other women especially, write their stories? Um, oh, well, it's, it's so healing when you do it. Someone else needs to hear it. Someone else needs to hear your story. Because you're, we're here to help each other grow. And it gives your pain purpose. So that's why I feel like it's important. It's, it's definitely a healing experience writing a story. Wow, very good. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, just, you know, getting your story out there in the world, you can make a difference for so many people. Um, so, so many times we feel alone. And when we put our story out there, we come to realize that so many other people are dealing with the same thing that we're dealing with. And so it's been so inspirational to hear, you know, other people say, wow, I dealt with that too. And, you know, it just, it just, it feels so good to, you know, know that other people are dealing with the same things and know that you could help them too. So. Yeah. I think the best stories are those lifetime stories, you know, when it's a right. real world account. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think to be all of us sharing our true stories, we're really going to mobilize and help uplift humanity as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Go ahead, Ms. Charmaine. Yeah, I believe, um, I think by other women writing their story, it makes others aware that everybody has their own journey and it keeps people from comparing their lives to others. That's not your journey. This is something I tell my patients all the time. Don't compare yourself with others. That's their journey. Learn about your journey and you will be happy. Yeah, mm. there you go with that happy word again. I, wonder, I didn't want to forget that. I almost forgot that, Miss Charmaine. Thank you for inserting that again. Uh, you're absolutely right. Everybody has their own journeys. And again, to the point of disregarding or not exercising those unhealthy comparison, it, it is a total waste of time. But I do want to come back to the importance of being happy. And I said, I'd have already given you guys the last question, but I have to ask this question. 
is what makes you happy, Lisa Lamazi? What makes me happy is seeing other people happy. If I can make a difference for other people, um, it really just lights me up to know that I can make a difference for others. Very yeah. good. Your impact on others makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Yes, Thank absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lisa Campbell. I feel like the same way. Um, giving back makes me happy. It does. I feel like it. it's nothing like helping others and seeing them grow or motivate them in any kind of way. So yeah. giving back, yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. Ms. Charmaine. I feel the same way. It's very wonderful to see when you're impacting on other people's lives and you can see the difference from um, how they started and where they're going. So I agree. I, I love helping other people. And what another thing that makes me happy is when I have that still time and I can clear uh, unnecessary thoughts from my mind. Yeah, very good. It all sounds like you're purpose driven to me. It sounds like you have discovered your own individual whys. And one of my favorite quotes, and I'm closing, the two most important days of your lives is the day that you're born and the day you find out why. You understand why you're here and you have committed to doing the work. So thank you all for being with me, being my very special guest on thank another you. episode. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And that's been another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your host, Sheree Darian. I want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in the preceding program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. Mm -hmm.